It is our pleasure as always to have Catherine Arndt, the CEO of the VLGA here on VLGA Connect for our regular newsroom feature. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chris. How are you today? I'm going very well, thank you. And what about you? Look, I'm not doing too badly at all. It's, it's a Monday and it's, you know, local government. I must say I was reflecting over the weekend over the governance update yes. that was recorded last week and I've really got to just up my game, I think. To... In, in what sense, Catherine? Where do you think you need to up your game? Well, I'm wondering whether I should start bringing in some poetry or <laughs> launching into song. I, I feel that perhaps I'm a little too serious on um, the newsroom program, although, you know, news is pretty a serious topic. Oh, yes, absolutely. Although uh, one would think governance is also. Let's not let any of that get in the way of having a, having a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, and now, what have you been up to? I, I, I must admit, I do see your, your social media feeds and I've got a feeling you've been furniture shopping. <laughs> yes, I, I have. Funny you should say that, yes, the uh, nine-month-old Labrador has decided that... Um, if I do leave the house for any length of time, that is, uh, you know, a free reign to him to destroy all pillows in the house. So um, at the moment, when I leave the house, they're stacked up um, on top of tall boys, atop of cupboards. Oh, um, uh, well, uh, have fun. I think you've got a little bit longer to deal with that sort of behaviour just yet. I think so. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure Princess Olive doesn't get up to those things. Oh, she, well, she, she might not have the capacity to make as much damage, but uh, she certainly gets up to mischief. She's only five months, nearly, nearly six. All right. So, Catherine, lots, as you say, happening around local government. We've actually got a couple of new CEOs starting in their roles this week. Uh, Bernie O'Sullivan at Macedon Rangers uh, commencing today. And one that was a bit under the radar. I don't know if you've caught up with the news that West Wimmera Shire has appointed a CEO in David Bazudenhart who's come from Queensland, uh, where he was the CEO at Cloncurry Shire. Well, no, I hadn't caught up with that. And I'm so pleased that you were able to pronounce his name because, as you know, Chris, often, and our viewers would know too, I just get it wrong so many times. <laughs> and my apologies to all of those people who I have pronounced your name, where I have pronounced your name incorrectly. But, um, well, welcome to those two new CEOs. I have no idea whether I'm saying his name right, to be honest. The secret is just to make it sound like you think you know uh, what you're talking about. Um, I, I think, Catherine, there's a potential for us to start uh, requesting or uh, inviting some of these CEOs that are new to the role, and in David's case, new to the state, uh, to come on a Meet the CEO segment, perhaps, on VLGA Connect. I think that's a terrific idea, and I'd really like to hear David's um, reflections of the system up there in Queensland versus, you know, what it looks like here in, in Victoria and some of the different opportunities and challenges that he's identified. So that let's do that down, and I think we'll, we'll organise that for sure. So welcome to, to David, who also starts, I believe, this week, and uh, Bernie at Macedon Rangers. Uh, Livia Bonazzi was appointed last week to see of Murrindindi and starts in June. So all those gaps in the CEO list are starting to fill in. I think there's nine left on the list, Catherine. Yes, there has been some turnover, but as, as we've discussed before, probably not unusual CEO to contract terms are coming to an end usually around the same time as the you know a new term of council comes in so we're seeing that process 
follow, um, I guess, its way through that. Um, but looking forward to, you know, welcoming all those new CEOs and also um, having them on the program as, as you've suggested. One thing I must um, let our viewers know about is that there will be two positions open um, on the VLGA board and we'll be calling for nominations from this Friday. So what we might do, Chris, is just send out um, a link with this program that details the election time frame and process, but essentially nominations will open uh, on Friday. They'll be open for approximately two weeks. So all councillors at a VLGA member council are eligible to nominate themselves for election. So if your council isn't currently a member, um, please uh, make sure that you talk to your CEO. They would have all received information about VLGA membership in the last couple of weeks. But, um, you know, the opportunity for all councillors at a VLGA member council is to encourage as much participation in the sector uh, as possible. So please, um, you know, take a look at that if you haven't already. So that's opening on Friday, I think you said, Catherine. And how long does that process generally take? Approximately two weeks that nominations are, are open, but I will send out the, the timeline and process uh, with, with this segment. Um, other changes that are happening, uh, for sad reasons, we had the recent passing of Councillor Malcolm Hole at Wellington Shire. There's a countback happening online this Wednesday morning that the VEC will conduct to fill that position. And I think we're waiting to hear of uh, details of a countback that I'm assuming will happen at Cardinia Shire after the passing of the councillor there very recently as well. That's right. I haven't heard those details yet, but I imagine they'll be coming through very shortly. And I do believe I saw an email or a letter come through today to me from the uh, commissioner of the VEC referring to the South Gippsland um, election process. So I will uh, haven't had an opportunity to read that yet, but certainly once I do, there might be some updates for our viewers from that. Yes, of course. Uh, South Gippsland, for those who uh, don't recall, is currently under administration and is due to go back to uh, elected representatives later this year. So, and then, and then I assume they'll line up with the four-year cycle. Indeed. Yes, absolutely. Catherine, uh, let's look at a couple of news stories. There's a few that have come out just of late that are, I think are worth unpacking a little bit. A massive announcement last week by the Lord Mayor of Melbourne, uh, Sally Cap, with regard to uh, what they want to do to the north bank of the Yarra River. Now, I know you walk along the Yarra quite a lot looking for I... Donald Duck. Um, <laughs> I wonder if you if you have the opportunity to see what Donald thinks of this transformation proposal to the north bank. Look, I actually was thinking about Donald yesterday, but I didn't uh, get out there to, to, to see where he might be. Um, Donald does actually like to, um, you know, spread himself around that actual north bank of, of the Yarra. So, uh, and I think that's a good four kilometres from what I read in the, um, you know, the news, um, the media release about the development. So it goes, I think, from um, essentially uh, Federation Square all the way down to the Balti Bridge. Yes. Um, and, and of course, um, you know, there's already some existing sort of uh, bike paths and pedestrian walkways there, but to see that improved because some of them are, um, you know, a, a little outdated now, I think will be, a, uh, you know, a terrific addition to, to the river. It's such a, a lovely 
um, walk along there. And, and yes, you do see all sorts of interesting wildlife and bird life, including a lone white duck. Indeed. Uh, they're, they're talking about $300 million investment, a billion dollars in economic activity, over a thousand jobs and uh, transformative in nature, uh, like nothing we've seen since Fed Square or, or indeed South Bank, for that matter. Looking forward to that, and I, I imagine that um, I think that that works commence today, if I if I recall correctly. Is that right? Okay, so they've gotten onto that very quickly. So uh, look out for that. UK council elections. I think the wash up is still sort of happening, and but, but there's been some some pretty significant change at the party level as a result of the elections last week. Yes, I, I read that. I think Boris Johnson is suggesting that that there's been. Um, uh, many more positions going to the Tories than to the Labor Party. So uh, I think I read, Chris, that, that is, there are 123 councils going to election and 13 mayors. But I'm that's not, right. Yes, that's right. And, and, of course, our viewers would probably be aware that councils over in the UK have significantly more councillors at each council, up to what, 70 in some cases. Yes, the total number of uh, council or positions up for election was something like 4,500 and don't quote me on the last bit, 560, something like that. So it is a big, big number. And of course, the what's happened there is some of those elections that have happened were delayed from last year because of COVID and then some were due as well. So we've ended up with this mass of elections that have all happened at the one time. And, and Chris, last week we spoke about the fact that the uh, the government over there wasn't prepared to introduce a, an amendment to the legislation to allow for councils to continue to meet virtually. Have we got any more update on where that's at or is it pretty much councils meeting face-to-face -face or about to once they become elected? Yeah, that's my understanding. I haven't seen any uh, fresh news as of uh, t today, but I noticed that the local government association over there came out pretty strongly uh, in its disappointment and pointing out that you know, within 21 days of the council elections, there's a legal requirement for them to hold a meeting and given the numbers, uh, they're going to have to all be sourcing some very, very large venues. Having said that, some of the some of the shots I saw coming through on Twitter uh, with the elections, particularly the counting, uh, Catherine, there some massive venues that they had set up in, uh, in a COVID safe way to be able to process all those ballots. It's extraordinary. Wow. That's extraordinary, but at least reassuring that they have put some risk mitigation strategies in place. Well, I look forward to sort of hearing more about that and perhaps we could check in with our colleagues over there in, in the UK at LGIU. And another story that caught my eye, because there is a VLGA link to this, and it's in the city of Moreland where they've launched the Mike Hill Fellowship, which is promoting environmentally, uh, environmentally sustainable work. Um, Mike was instrumental in the Energy Foundation that was created there. But also, as you read his list of, uh, and, he, and he sadly passed away not that long ago, uh, his list of many achievements, he was also a, a, an instrumental figure in the formation of the VLGA. Indeed, he was, Chris. And I must say, I still meet uh, stakeholders out there in the sector who remember Mike fondly. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet Mike. Um, but he certainly is well remembered. And as a founder of the Victorian Local Governance Association, um, you know, really um, recognised for his role in establishing uh, our organisation and also, I guess, providing an opportunity 
to for us um, as an organisation to strengthen um, effective local governance. So very pleased um, and honoured to be leading the organisation that that Mike Hill founded and. I, what we might do, Chris, is actually include a link to that, that scholarship because it's calling for applications now. I think it's a 12-month term. Now, the State Library of Victoria is putting together a very interesting online conference, which is going to have uh, some interest for people who work in the libraries part of local government and beyond. Yes, that's right. It's being opened, I think, by the Minister for Local Government, Sean Lean, on the 2nd of June. It's an online conference and they're holding it over a few days. So uh, the 2nd of June, the 9th of June, and also the 16th of June, they have a range of national and international speakers talking about, um, you know, what the, the latest news is in, in library um, construction, development, layout. So anyone interested uh, in that should check out um, that information which will be found on the State Library of Victoria's website and we will also include links to that in our upcoming newsletters. Sounds like a great opportunity uh, because there have been some fabulous libraries built in recent times so I'm sure that showcase will be will be terrific but also like the idea of curating as they say an online conference but over three separate days so it's three consecutive Wednesdays it's uh, it's a good way of doing it. It is. It's extraordinary um, what the innovation, I guess, we are all discovering uh, as a result of COVID and different ways to connect and also increase that connectivity. So um, I might, you know, I, I, I might check out one of those days myself just to have a look at how that conference sort of set up and arrangement works. Um, and I must also, I guess, thinking about libraries, I think about the VLGA's um, funded program that we run called Libraries After Dark. Uh, we run that um, again with a little bit of funding from the Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation. So although the, uh, the foundation funds that program, which is initially or was initially set up to create a, an alternative venue for people to go after hours, after normal business hours, rather than go to licensed venues in their community. Um, that program, of course, does a lot more than just, a, you know, reduce the harm from gambling by providing an alternate place to go. It also provides a very safe environment for anyone in the community to go after hours, those people who might be living alone, young people looking for a quiet, safe place to study, and really emphasises the important role that libraries do play in our community. Great program. And I assume there's more detail about that available on the VLGA website? Absolutely it is, yes. Excellent. And Catherine, you're coming to the end of a very long stretch of work with a lot of councils around their induction process. That's going to be a good project to have wrapped up. Look, it is. And, of course, councils had uh, uh, six months, I think, um, from their swearing-in process. Is that the right word I'm looking for, Chris. Yes, it's good enough, yes. Um, to complete induction and, and the VLGA has worked with over 19 councils individually to develop, uh, to deliver, I should say, over 21 uh, separate induction sessions. So it's been, you know, a terrific opportunity for the VLGA to work with councils one-on-one. -on -one. We've also um, worked with councillors one-on-one 
and um, assisted those councils through this induction process, which is so you know, critically important with a new term of councillors. Absolutely, it is. Um, can I also say, I'm really enjoying seeing all of the Hardwood finalists being spotlighted, if you like, in your VLGA social media feeds. I don't envy the task that the judges have had with this particular round of awards. Yes, it's a tough gig for the judges. All nominations are exceptional. And it, it's unfortunate that there can only be uh, you know, a few finalists. And we really do look forward to the award ceremony on the 4th of June, but we enjoy also being able to promote those finalists through the social media channels. And uh, Catherine, will you be glued to the budget coverage, federal budget coverage coming up in the next day or so? Oh, absolutely. Look, um, there's been, <laughs> as there usually is, a lot of um, media coverage. Um, and of course, this is, um, you know, a budget coming off the back of COVID. And there's also a lot of pressure on, on the, uh, the government coming off the back of the March for Justice um, of, well, event. It wasn't really an event, but it was a gathering that happened a couple of months ago in terms of what um, parts of that budget will address um, gender equality initiatives as well. So, yes, I'll be watching the budget. And then, of course, we have the uh, the state budget coming up um, later this month, I think. Yeah, it might even be next week, uh, actually. So it's all, all, all coming very quickly. We will talk no more about those. Uh, I, I guess we'll talk more about those things in, uh, in future episodes. Um, thanks, Catherine. That's all we have for this week from the newsroom, but always great to catch up. Great to catch up with you too, Chris. Have a great week. Catherine Art with us, the CEO of the VLGA here on VLGA Connect. Thank you.